1: Corners Podcast. This is Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Shad.
0: I'm doing good as well.
1: Uh, Glad to hear it. I want to say thank you to everybody out there who decided to join us for this episode. We want to get our shout-outs taken care of right here at the beginning so it doesn't interrupt our flow later. The first one's going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code for Corners Podcast. That's the number four, Capital C and Corners, Capital P and Podcast. Save 10% off your order. The other shout out, folks in Eastern Kentucky still need your help. And guess what? There was another round of oral flooding that happened. It wasn't as bad as the once in a century flood, but it was bad enough. And since things haven't been cleaned up properly, <clears throat> because I don't know, everybody left, it was still bad for some people. So if you would be willing to help those good folks out. I'm going to recommend you go to Appleshop, A-P-P-A-L-S-H-O-P dot org, and that's going to be your best place to help. With that out of the way, we're going to throw the ball over to Matt. Uh, yeah, our
2: other shout-out would be to Orlando Cologne. Uh We're recording this like the uh, – I think like the third week of February. It technically mm-hmm. – I'm not sure. This this episode will drop later in the week, but it's – we're technically recording it on Fat Tuesday. We are. Uh, so shout out to Orlando Colon. He would be my king of Mardi Gras if <laughs> uh, if I ever saw him
1: in New Orleans. I wish I'd gotten a chance. We, I was uh, late getting home before we started, and I really wanted to um, – the local uh, <clears throat> Irish pub had a uh, Fat Tuesday menu that had mm-hmm. gumbo and jambalaya and, and po'boys on it and stuff, but I was not able to get there in time to get one. They, so
0: They brought the – what are the cakes called from Mardi Gras? So, cakes. They brought they they, get, had, they got them at work one year and those are quite delicious. I've I'd never yeah. had one before.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's a local like German bakery here that my wife and I actually eat like stuff for like almost like every weekend like pretty frequently we go there because they have like uh giant pretzels they have like really good German potato salad they have basically they have bratwurst which is like sausages and like stuff like that hot dogs are basically good for my older daughter so. so we get that. They, I ordered a king cake and that lasted like two days. <laughs> and it was
0: yeah, substantial. They're quite dense. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, are it's, a, sure it's a regional
0: drink that I think a lot of people probably haven't heard of, but the hurricane is also a delicious drink.
2: Oh, I've gotten those. Uh, actually, I've got those in New Orleans before. And with the like, the, the southern accent down there, it's like, oh, you want a hook? In? It's yeah. like, a what? <laughs>
1: I have not hooked. Uh, I've not gotten to have one yet. My familiarity with uh, hurricanes or is uh, Archer puking them up everywhere in They're the kind, episode they're kind they're of like um
0: the... they're kind of like an alcoholic sort of like a Hawaiian alcoholic Hawaiian punch is kind of like I think the closest thing I could describe the flavor Dangerous.
1: As. Dangerous is what that sounds like. There's a place in New
2: Orleans. I've been in New Orleans like a few times. I think it's called Beach Bum Ber- Berries. Tiki Lounge, I think. I I may have the name wrong, but there's like a, it's like a tiki bar there in New Orleans, uh, because that New Orleans is like one of the one of the homes of tiki drinks, and they're actually quite good. Uh, I would suggest going there if you're ever in New Orleans. I I've it's been years since I've been in New Orleans, but it is fun. Like people always rag on it, but like the hand grenade on uh, Bourbon Street, it's like no, I actually can't <laughs> like those. They're basically like an alcoholic slushy. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. So, yes, Fat Tuesday and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Chad, can I give another shout-out? Absolutely. Uh, If people didn't realize this, we were
2: actually uh, off. We had recorded enough content to be – we didn't miss episodes, but we were actually off for a bit. And the reason why is, like, I have – I've been quiet about this, but I've grown our listener base by one more – (laughs) uh, <laughs> uh, my wife and I had another child, actually, uh, oh. another little girl. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, it's really cool. She's a, she's not quite two weeks old yet. She's actually sleeping in my arms, which I don't know how that's going to go because she was <laughs> fussy all afternoon. And the way that she's sleeping right now, it's like, I hope I don't have like a sleepless night because <laughs> she like cluster feeds at night. She like sometimes is now keeping like weird hours. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we, uh, we had a second child. Um,
0: yeah, if you wonder why we were bitching that like things were weird, is because we like we like double recorded, but we kept recording, so we were like perpetually what like a week behind, and then something like we were
1: we were like two weeks offset or something. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. like we
0: traded something in here, like, it got weird, but we but yeah. we um we were giving Matt two weeks just because yeah, we like to I, do it all three of us.
2: And yeah. I appreciate it. The guys have been like amazing with giving like accommodating me essentially um but yeah it's been nice i will say like uh i'll say this like little piece i kind of wanted to mention it uh it's a little maudlin so if people don't like this they can turn it off uh but this is our second child
1: mm-hmm.
2: like it's not it wasn't supposed to be our second child we actually you know we we actually got pregnant in 2021 and lost that baby yeah. And I know that like miscarriages are common for women, like what usually they happen uh, in the first trimester of pregnancies. And that pregnancy did not end at the first trimester. And it ended like very late and yeah. it was very traumatic. I like, oh, yeah, I personally went through a lot of like issues like depression, yeah. anxiety, uh, things like that. So, you know, but my wife and I, 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 <laughs> I say this to my wife. I'm like, no, we're done. we're like we're we're taking we don't take l's here like we're not taking an l. like we both were like <laughs> determined on having another kid, and so we made it happen. so I'm uh very thankful for that uh so yeah, uh, and that's really,
1: really cool. so there's that yeah. well, that's great, Matt, and I can mm-hmm. friend in my household, yeah, we uh we lost our first hopeful too, mm-hmm. and so um it's hard. And you have every reason to feel that way. And
0: mm-hmm. so, that one's a tough you know, one too because that's really, like, that's really still uber like taboo to talk mm-hmm. about. I yeah, uh,
1: I gave up on the taboo because I, if it comes up, I'll just say it out there because it sucks and we should recognize that it sucks and it should be okay to talk about that it's yeah, hard I, to deal with.
0: I don't I don't get it. It's it's like that's a weird one because it's just like but like. I don't know.
1: Part of that's part of that is people burying their hurt, and since they, I'm not going to say they're common, but since they're not uncommon, there's a lot of other people that that don't want to face that kind of hurt too.
0: Yeah, but I but, mean, for for me, like it's like that is a life-altering event. Like whether you know, however you bounce back from it, but like that's something you don't quite ever, I don't think, recover. It's from. it's
1: hard to put it's hard to put words to. Yeah. but th- it's there's a grief process it, it's a grief process like losing anything else so anyway um matt we're thrilled for you we yeah. really are we're glad that uh your little one's doing well hopefully your little one doesn't mind our uh you know given what we're going to get into tonight uh your little one might wake up screaming yes. like <laughs> you know like we've been doing uh, she, um she hey. might and <laughs> she's gonna, she gets
2: can she's we um, have a really
1: good baby but she might yeah. get fussy,
2: so okay. if, if that's okay. the case, then I may have to mute myself. Before,
0: that's okay. Before we get into crushing disappointment, can we can we have one happy note before <laughs> we get to said crushing disappointment? I just want to wish a happy birthday to our fellow uh, livestream bro and hopefully multi-time guest on the show. We need to get him back on here. Uh, but Tim, happy birthday. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Tim. And
0: your, uh, your streaming room's starting to look good. Mm-hmm. Cause he was he was live streaming like in a bare room for a while.
1: Yeah, it's okay. He's getting it together. He's getting yeah. it together. But happy birthday Tim Squatch, you big old man. And um. And your house looks Brad... awesome
0: because I think I saw the pictures he posted recently.
1: Yeah, Brad, you're supposed to guest with him in the not distant future, aren't you? Yeah, he
0: his work was a mess. And he's like, "Why can we change your in... date?" I'm like, "We we set a date like oh fuck." <laughs>
1: So Matt was on recently. Brad will be on, and then I'm supposed to be on sometime soonish, because um, he's had all three of us on at the same time in the past, yeah. and that yeah. it's worked out fine. But it can get a little busy.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the nights get a little late on those too. Mm. So true. Those are I I love doing them. They're they are absolutely a fucking blast. But if it's not a Friday, I'm at work the next day. Like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, <laughs> I yeah, got three right. hours of sleep. Yeah
2: yeah yep. I, i'm I'm on like leave for the baby right now so i I could do another one I think he wants to do it with me in April ish which I have I would have time to do it but it, yeah it's rough because he starts at like 10 nine like central time which yeah. is like 10 p.m eastern time where i'm Perfect. on I'm on eastern time and it's it's a little rough because it's fun but if you're doing it like on a Wednesday night yeah then yeah. wrapping up at like 1 two in the morning is <laughs> a yeah. little rough.
0: And that should tell you how fun it is that I'm willing to like fucking kill myself for the rest of the week to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to power yeah. through, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's enough happiness. We're going to talk about crushing disappointment. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't. We haven't been really on the contemporary train as much as we used to be, and that was a conscious decision. Yeah. Because frankly, it was more fun to find stuff that was either enjoyable or so horrendously bad that one of the three of us could get so wound up you get some good rants out of it. Yeah,
0: and and on that on that side note folks, um April Fools week we are doing the Hit Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view because we are going to suffer for your entertainment.
1: Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. I am
0: not either, mm-hmm. but um hopefully we get more hilarity out of that than the pitch black match, which had no hilarity. <laughs>
1: But as it stands, um, this is the week right after 2023's Elimination Chamber, wherein yeah. Sami Zayn went into this in his hometown against Roman Reigns, and I'm going to be real honest with you. I know that I, – well, I don't know. I, I think there are probably some people that are listeners who are uh, – bigger wwe fans and other things and if that's your bag that's your bag that's fine
0: let me let me put it this way from my perspective if if you're a fan i get it we all have our preferences if you're on twitter actively defending this and telling people they're dumb and don't understand it like you are a brain damaged simpleton like that's all i'm gonna say like if you like wwe I you know that's fine we all have our crosses to bear but don't like if you're trying to lecture people on how this is like somehow good like I don't want to hear it like you're wrong
2: we've tried to very much like always be like a you know enjoy all wrestling type of podcast here but to me I feel like there's so many fumbles with the WWE that it's, it's like the thing is, this I, is... I think
0: this mm-hmm. is the difference between AEW fans and WWE fans. If AEW did this exact same thing, they would be getting torn to shreds, absolutely mm-hmm. fairly, for doing this.
1: By their own fans. Yeah, and yeah.
0: like, yeah. and like on this show, like I think I've personally gone after the AEW worse for their booking mishaps last year than I've like, than I have WWE because usually WWE I'm just like, wow, they're they're dumb. But AEW is like, wow, they're such a disappointment. Like, I don't really watch as much because their booking hasn't been good. And But, like, I, there's this, like, apologism that's going on with the WWE right now that's just driving me absolutely crazy because those people are wrong. They are abjectly wrong by every – like, Brian Alvarez is absolutely correct when he says, like, I want one good reason why this is good, and I have not heard one yet.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the... – As little as I look at Twitter, I saw that earlier today. He said no one has been able to give me one good reason why this was the right call.
0: And then they gave him all the reasons that he said on the show were bad reasons, which is hilarious because they have no original ideas in their body. Now, I want to say that the rest of the show was a whole lot of nothing. I thought I really people seem to like the idea, but I thought putting the United States title up in the Elimination Chamber was just fucking stupid and a waste of a gimmick.
1: it is why I am of the opinion that pay-per-views focused around gimmicks are a bad, bad idea. I think because the the whole point of the Elimination Chamber has always been like either top belt or contending for top belt or or something like that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but this was not it.
0: Now, if you have Austin look, Theory I, in the Elimination Chamber, you're doing something wrong. Apparently,
1: look. I'll admit, I I didn't watch the whole show, and it, that's not going to be the crux of our discussion. But yeah. apparently, the work in the elimination chamber <clears throat> was apparently solid. It was pretty good. You know, Johnny Gargano is fi- finally getting good reactions out of it. They're doing some some clever spots. You know, it, like apparently they did some pretty good work in it. Yeah, you it know seemed what? like it, it
0: was okay. But I mean, like it's. That's- it's like, I don't but, care, it's for the U.S. title.
1: <laughs> but, how can to best, but with everything that happened on this show, even if from opening match to semi-main had been an absolute banger, the ending on this main event would have absolutely tanked it for most people.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it and absolutely did.
1: It is... I, I will say this was flat out a mistake. This yes. is not how it should have been done, and I know that there would be people who argue with me. Here's here's what I'm going to say on this. <clears throat> we came into this show with and, – and before we started recording, I believe Brad pointed out that like uh, from the SmackDown ratings, the only person who was moving the needle was Sami Zayn. Like stuff was spiking because Sami Zayn segments, and he was the he was the one the reason people were tuning in. He comes out in Canada because uh, I believe was it the Raw or the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber was also in Canada. He is so over. He went back to his ska theme. People are singing a theme that has no words. They are so into the guy. And it's not like Chris Jericho's entrance theme, where it's kind of a gimmick in and of itself to have the crowd sing it, because at this point people just do it because you know it's a fun thing to do. Like they are so into Sami Zayn, they are singing a song with no words. He comes out at Elimination Chamber with like one of the biggest responses you've ever heard. The match opens with like Roman comes out first and a, and, and is just standing in all this heat that's being thrown at him. And then Sammy comes out and says, huge ovation. I believe I saw someone on Twitter claim that it was the longest ovation that they they saw someone get. It was either in Quebec at all or on WWE <clears throat> TV, like continuous. Like five minutes of the crowd just Smackdown. cheering him on. Mm-hmm. Was it – it was SmackDown? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I knew it was something. I couldn't remember what. You have an opportunity here to take this moment – and go! I'm gonna do something really cool. I'm gonna do something awesome here. I'm gonna do something people want to see. And they didn't.
0: Nope. this these people, this company, and these people would have said it was a good thing for Austin to lose to Michaels at WrestleMania 14, and then have him team up with Chainsaw Charlie to take on the the New Age Outlaws.
2: Look. People have argued because it seems like the direction they're going uh, at the at Mania is going to be Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos and Cody versus Roman for the title. And I've seen people be like, oh, like wh- wh- what does to do with the Usos? Like, you know, they, they deserve their Mania match. It's like, no, I, no, I don't. I don't care about the Usos. And honestly, yes, something should have happened. They should have called an audible. They should have put the title on Sammy. And I see people go, Oh, are you well, oh, you're gonna build up Roman Reigns for the nine hundred day champion and like have him just lose a month before the before Mania. You know what? Yes. Hogan yeah, with that
0: response against
2: yes. Hogan lost a month my,
0: before Mania. My response to that is
2: like do not you should not penalize someone like Sami Zayn or ruin this whole moment here that you have built just because of the poor booking planning. Of Triple H slash Vince Man, like you're 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 ruining this opportunity just because you couldn't pace this out better.
0: This this is exactly what I've been telling you guys with like AEW and the difference is like things like Jamie Hader will never happen in WWE because they don't Mm. they don't deviate. Like they would have been like, oh, she's not supposed to get over like barrier.
2: Uh, this is a we are hold on. Hold on one second, sorry. We're let me look it up. But we this today, like earlier today, people are pissed off. uh, WWE fans are pissed off at like Nikki Bella, uh, because she had a quote. Let me see if I can look it up. Sorry, I'm doing this with like one hand. All
0: right. (laughs) Did she dare Um, question? Did she um? Did she not control her narrative? Yeah. (laughs) Hold on.
2: Uh, trying to look it up uh let's see oh because the quote that she had she was on a podcast called the sessions mm-hmm. and she was like they talking about the wwe like they push who they want the crowd to be behind perception is reality that is the wwe to a t even the fans think they own it no they laugh in the back no we own you at the end of the day i basically saying like you know the i'm sure that the people in the back triple h whatever think it's so funny like, oh these fans, like they think they know what's best. And it's like I get that you like you're trying to guide people to do that, but that's that that goes back to the whole argument where it's like the, the AEW is like the face promotion and WWE is the heel promotion. And not doing it in terms of like, oh, they're booking faces and heels. If they're the face in the sense that AEW is a face because they give the fans what they want. Like, maybe they take a circuitous route, and if they, they need to reconnect, uh, sorry, uh, like, redirect things, like, they will. But the WWE is constantly, like, they constantly will not give the fans what they want. Oh, you like Sammy? Sammy's, like, the most over guy in the company? Sammy's the one driving ratings? Oh, no. Well, we don't see him as a star, so, you know, fuck you.
0: And then people, def- people, people, like, defend them, but they've chased away their entire audience. Like, their entire audience. Like, to the point... And I know AEW has had its struggles lately, which are just like which a lot of it is growing pains. But they they are they have been so bad in their booking that they made a second national promotional promotion viable, and they may, they have tanked their own ratings so bad that there have been points in the last couple of years where said upstart promotion has pushed on them and demographics.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And remember, remember. That weird, like, FS1 SmackDown airing versus Rampage where the bunny tied, like, a Roman Reigns-Brock um, Lesnar face-off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I saw... Yeah, I saw someone make this point, and I chewed on it for a while and came to the conclusion that it's, it's a pretty good take. The statement was... The difference between now and in the past is Triple H is looking like trying to do long-term planning stuff which makes things more consistent on a weekly basis but he doesn't flex in times like this when he should flex. Vince for all of the idea of I'm, you know, just randomly changing stuff sometimes could you know, flex sometimes and not it's so weird to say that he's not being as hidebound, but, you know, there's there's negatives both ways.
0: I think um, Vince might have audibled this. Like, I'm not saying he would have, but I'm saying, like, for all the people, like, oh, thank God, like, Triple H is so much better. Like, I think there is, like, a maybe up to a 40% chance Vince might have just been like, eh, fuck it, let's see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have gone that high, but I, I think it, more possible
0: because remember too and this is this is this is more damnation of his this booking style triple h completely squandered keith lee's like momentum and heat that he got off of that survivor series weekend mm-hmm. because it did because he had his plans and he wasted keith lee for i think nine to ten months so In
1: looking at this, I come to the conclusion that it doesn't really matter what your argument against it is. When you have something this big, when you have something this massive, it affects your ratings. (laughs) The live crowds are through the roof. You know, this guy has been carrying the major storyline. In a huge way, for months.
0: He's the according to Just, Meltzer. According to Meltzer, this is the highest ratings they've had in three years, and Sammy's in draw has been pushing it entirely. Like that's that's what they squandered.
1: So what I would say, look, sure, nine hundred days, great. You know what? You he has Roman Reigns has held the top championship in WWE. For more cumulative days than john cena now
0: and name one memorable thing he's done that's what when people defend the length of the rain it's like 900 days is just a number what has he done
2: i would i would argue like well n- one nothing but to the extent there is memorable like think about it like oh this is the best storyline they've done in like years like yes it probably is but it's not because of roman no it's because of sammy it, it's because of sammy like I wouldn't give a shit. I mean, there's there's a little more. Like there is like some layers there with like the the, the dynamic between Jay Uso and Roman. But it's like it's really in everything in the context of like Sammy. Sammy's but, the he, one who has actually taken this this storyline and actually made it interesting.
0: The thing is though, like Roman is completely like ancillary. Like when you look at the reaction the crowd had the second he pinned Sammy. Like they, they didn't, no one cared anymore. The whole crowd did not care anymore. They didn't even boo. There wasn't even like, if you you look at, if you look like they were trying to get some good crowd shots and it's just people like, Oh, right. This is why I stopped watching. Yeah. No,
2: it's, it's people. I actually looking at a clip of it right now. It's like people with like their arms in front of their chest and just the whole crowd of which there are thousands of people just goes silent. And it's like, you brought this up. It's like, well, why, why, why do I care? You made me like care for a moment. Now you just taught me like you reinforced the lesson that I I, I knew really I knew or should have known, but you just reinforced it. It's like no, I shouldn't care.
0: But I this want is why, someone other than Roman. This is what I kind of said the whole time with this angle is like this is mm-hmm. why I couldn't fully invest. This is why I I was interested in the Sammy stuff, but I immediately put my wall up and I'm like no, I'm not getting into it because mm-hmm. they're not gonna do the right thing. I can well. tell
1: you guys from an experience standpoint, the worst reaction you can have in a ring is nothing—the absolute utter worst. Because, like you guys said, they—the crowd is booing before the three count. The three count happens, and there's no response. It is so dead quiet, and you just click around, and there are people who—they're just taking a sigh. They look defeated. They're shuffling towards the exit.
0: And they that, didn't even they that, weren't even mm, upset enough to like chant bullshit or anything. No,
1: they they weren't. And it's it's the and if you watch go back and watch it, seriously watch it. After that happens and it's dead quiet, Roman is sitting there going this sucks. Like he's not saying it, but his body language, his face, everything, he is unhappy.
0: That's what Sammy and said he, in like the post thing. Is like he said like as he was getting pinned, he was looking around at the crowd and he was like, "This is not fun."
1: Yeah, there, there. In wrestling, some people make the argument. It's like, "Oh, stunned silence is great." It's like, no, no, it's not. Even when the Undertaker lost, people were stunned, but it wasn't silent. It
0: was a gasp of shock.
1: Yeah, you hear chattering. And you hear, it's it's not loud. People are shocked, but you kind of hear chatter and you hear this sort of stuff. And it's like, well, did, uh, did that really happen? That, did, did Lesnar just pin the Undertaker resume? Is that what really happened? Did we just see that? Like, that's what's going on.
0: It got the greatest meme of all time from the reaction mm-hmm. to that. Like, you didn't, see, the, the thing is, like, what I think the difference is, is like there was a gasp and you could feel like there was an energy to the crowd. Like when you if you're if you're watching that, I know we weren't there, but you can just feel you can just feel the energy leave. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And there they are. And instead of like the shocked open mouth responses, it was just closed mouth, eyes down, shoulders slumped. In what world is that a good reaction it was, to something?
0: It was, um, it was that, it was that look we all have when we go to a, we go to a restaurant for a specific item on the menu and they tell us they're out. That is the look that they all had.
1: Hmm. Matches that I had where no one's responding, there was only one or two things that you could do in those cases. It was either we're gonna kick it in like a crazy man and get these people invested because damn it, I'm not out here killing myself for nothing. Alex Angel and I turned a crowd around like that one night. We go out there and we're doing stuff, and there'd been a lot of stuff going on. The crowd's tired; they're not reacting to us. And he goes, he goes, "Screw this, let's do it." He goes, he's going, "I'm gonna shoot you off. Hit me with the biggest lariat you got." And I do, and he cut a backflip off of it, and we got him back right. Like we got him invested because, like, oh damn! And like we, we turned it up for that match as as. You know, As far as just a regular in-the-ring, no-gimmick match goes, that's one of the most turned-up performances I've done, and we got people into it. Or you grab a hold and you lay there and try and make a plan, but either way, there is no world, I don't care what you say, there is no world where just quiet, empty silence is a good reaction in a wrestling show. There is no world where that exists, and if you tell me that with a straight face, you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. You are lying to me and lying to yourself. I know that some people will n- would not like to hear that. I don't care. That is that is true, and I can tell you that from an inside – in the ring standpoint. It is the worst.
2: Yeah, the apathy I, – I saw this like years ago from a, a wrestler actually talking about this. I'm not really sure who it was anymore, but they're – he basically said, like, that's you don't want that reaction. Like, if people are cheering you, like, that's one thing, that's good. If people are booing you, that's also good uh, mm-hmm. in a way because it's like they're, there's people being emotionally invested
0: even if they're one chanting, way or the other. Even if they're chanting mm-hmm. like boring at you, they're still engaged enough to shit on you for like having. Yeah, they're yeah. doing match. something. Yeah.
2: When they're just sitting on their hands, it's like that's the worst because like you don't want apathy. Apathy is not going to put button seats. Yeah. yeah. People are just gonna be like, okay, well I'll, why do I bother with this?
0: Well you can at least like <laughs> you can at least fuck with people when they're when they're um when they're fucking like like I said, the best one of the funniest things I ever saw is when when the, they did when they did the first NXT show in Columbus, they did I don't even remember, I think it was Ryback first big show was just like some middle of the thing. And people were really just giving it to big show the whole time Mm -hmm. And he like stops the match and he gets He gets on the mic he's like guys I just want You to know like I'm signed for 10 more Years Mm -hmm. and then the crowd Just started booing the shit out of him and he Starts putting his fingers up and just like Taunting everyone and like I was like oh Like and and, and, you know I'd been used to WWE at the time And even NXT I'm like oh like He broke the script like that's kind of Refreshing Yeah but it's still like it shows like how A veteran knows how to like even something like that, where the crowd's like shitting on you because they don't want to see you, you can still turn that around and like get. He something. steered into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he steered into it and said, "Oh, okay, you hate that. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you hate this even more."
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so
2: it's it's. Can can ahead, a man, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Shad. Uh, I, Twitter user Basil Cabana had a a tweet that I mean, I agree with it. Like this really had to sum up like what happened. He goes, we're into what feels like year 10 of the Roman uh, project. And he's still, he's still openly associated with massive disappointment, massively, massively disappointed fans in my mind, like zero heat, just sadness in that building talking about when he beat Sammy. And it's like, yeah, I had to think about that and it's like you know what you know it's true like before he turned heel like it was just people like boo I don't want this fucking guy like just tra- stop trying to force him down my throat and they turned him heel and they had him dominant and you know people did get behind him
0: for like six uh, so months I- and then like they were like oh like this is not good. <laughs>
2: yeah but now it's like well, they also have chased so much of their fandom away it's like the ones that are left are basically like the diehards, but it to me it's like uh it really is a case of it, I think that's true it's like yeah like you you' people are just like over it now, where it's like it's a different type of status it's like the same emotion that people have for Sammy, I mean that's not Sammy's for um Roman reigns as when he was a face. Because it's like before they didn't want the guy and now it's like they they don't want him, which in theory, it's like, well, he's a heel. So, of course, they're like, you know, booing him. And it's like, well, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of the second thing, too, where it's like, yeah, he's a heel, but I'm kind of over this, too, because you're just you're not you're disappointing me. You're not giving me what I want.
0: Well, if you I want someone to beat
2: him. I want to get him to like get his come comeuppance.
0: If you get into like people that aren't as Matt would say fed pilled, and you get into like WWE Reddit and stuff and other things, you see people just were like, there are even people that weren't super into the Sammy thing. They're just like, I just want Roman to drop the fucking title already.
2: And to me, it was the worst thing to happen. Be like the, the double champion. Yeah.
0: Well, someone posted it as a good thing, but like he's had 16 title defenses in. 900 days that's that's a fucking joke like even japan where title defenses are more rare someone has more defenses than that that's like
2: well, and yeah if you count i i it's 16 different opponents it's more than one title defense it's just that he's had the same fucking opponent like it's like let's say he has like 30 title defenses in 900 days Yeah, it's like it doesn't really do much good if, like, five or six of those defenses are against uh, Kevin Owens. It's like the same person for, like, three, four months. Cycle through to someone else, then, like, six months later, oh, let's do another Kevin Owens. It's like enough, enough.
0: That's why when they did the the Royal Rumble thing with Kevin Owens, I was like, didn't he already chump Kevin Owens? Like, why do I care or think he's going to win?
1: there is no belief The the reason why Cody has this aura around him right now is because he hasn't been fed to the machine yet. And Kevin Owens has, and Sammy hadn't been really fed to the machine yet either. So it's, Look, there are some people who are going to say with the planning and all that sort of stuff that, that, that they shouldn't have. And I'm going to say, look, I understand that you're looking at this as a like a continuity thing. And after Vince's weird throwing continuity out and that sort of thing, and you like the consistency and the fact there's that continuity. OK, I, I get why you say that.
0: But it's boring. Like, it's boring if it's boring if we're just going to trudge through to WrestleMania. We do not deviate from the plan whatsoever. Like you can tell when there's no spontaneity, even in like long planned booking.
1: I am saying that even if there is a plan for it and that sort of stuff, if you're a really good booker, you and you are delivered lightning in a bottle, you don't take out the cork and let it go. But well, you hold on to it and use it.
0: I guess what I'm saying is like a good booker has a plan, but you have tendrils in your plan. Like you have you can always deviate and go onto a side path because you've considered like those possibilities hmm Should it's be. It, it's not like they didn't see this coming. Because the problem with like a Sammy thing is, like, you maybe get that opportunity once a decade.
1: That kind of reaction, and it—I don't care what company it is.
0: And they already wanted Gene matter. Ambrose too, so this yeah. Is not it, the,
1: well, my point is, it doesn't. WWE, AEW, New Japan, wherever. This was something that was, in terms of crowd reaction, was, like, AEW consistently has really good crowd reaction. But this was so big. This was so huge. That. I, I could not bear. To just to let it get away from me. If. I was going to be clever about this, then I would not have, I would not have split Sammy from them already. I would have said, Sammy's getting really big reactions. We are getting like these, you know, the crowd's really getting behind him, but I don't want to tank the main event plan we've got that we're building to what am I going to do here? For God's sakes, everything else gets drawn out. Draw this out.
0: You know what? Nope. I, what I would have done is I, I've said it before is I would have done the whole Jey Uso thing. Jey Uso turns, he super kicks Roman, Sammy, then does his the hula kick, pins him. That's the end. Jay gets the ultimate fuck you at the end of everything. Sammy gets the belt. You can go home now.
2: Well, someone had like a really good point again. To it's actually to. The Basil Cabana, the Twitter the user, like the other uh a response to it, which I agree with. Like I I wholeheartedly agree with this because it's true. He co- talks about how like how oh, people are just, you know, disappointed. Like that's what you've shown me. Like you know, this whole thing, like I'm just disappointed with Roman Reigns again. And this person chimed in and they bring up a very valid point. It's like the point of building a character like Roman, you know, this massive Heel champion that never loses, that you're building up a big thing. The whole point of building up someone like that is to have this maximum payoff possible where you have someone beat him for the title. And the maximum payoff is not Cody Rhodes. Sorry, like it really isn't. Like in, in a perfect universe, maybe where Cody didn't get injured, like you could have built like the all year long, you could have built like Cody versus Roman, Uh, you know, have this whole thing where it's like Cody throughout 2022 has to work his way up to like beating Roman or facing Roman. And then you have him win the rumble. So yeah, yeah. It's like now he's like set. He's going to face Roman, but that's not the case. It's been, it's Sammy, like Sammy, all the heat is with Sammy, all the fan attention is with Sammy. So the maximum payoff possible for someone to beat this mega monster heel roman is for someone to beat him and you build that person up and who was that it was sammy that was the maximum payoff the maximum payoff is actually having him sammy win the belts
0: they actually they actually pulled him. a they actually pulled like a wcw and a tna with this is where like their homegrown guy that the fans mm-hmm. want to win like gets shoved aside for like the incoming talent from another company Oh, yeah.
2: And people who are very like pro WWE, they they for some reason like they I don't know, they think Cody like was often like a black hole or something for a few years because like they they act as if like he what what was he doing? It's like, well, he actually went and became like a big star in a different company. And now like the guy who's potentially going to be like the biggest uh, face star in your company is a guy who made his bones like on the indie scene and then New Japan and then AEW. And, and you're acting as if like oh he's always been homegrown. It's like, mm, and not really. He was at best a mid Carter
0: for and, years. No, he wasn't even a mid Carter. I mean, he was doing Stardust when he left. Yep. Mm. And and but the 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 funnier thing is is he's doing the act that he developed in all those other companies and got over in all those other companies, and he's they're they're gonna they're gonna give him like a title reign and make him the top face of the company. Like, they're literally admitting everyone else, like, got it right. Mm -hmm. Even his music. They didn't even change his fucking music. No,
1: they didn't, which cracks me the hell up. But I think the biggest, honestly, the biggest failing, the biggest failing out of this whole scenario that happened. Because if we're looking at, okay, we're really wanting to have Roman v. Cody at Mania for the main event. Okay, fine. Sammy's starting to pick up steam. This is starting to happen. What are you going to do with it? The answer is not, let's go ahead and rush this so it's done before WrestleMania. I think the answer is, let's make this turn as part of the payoff for WrestleMania. So what do you do? If everything to the end of the Rumble is the same, And Sammy just blasts Roman with a chair. What do I do? I don't be like, oh, Roman hit him with a chair once himself. I say no. Roman is going to go absolutely ballistic on Sammy. Go crazy. Like, just everything he can think of to just unload on him. Be like, don't you turn on me, yada, 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 yada. Whatever. Concertos, pilmanized, all that sort of stuff. And now Sammy is gone. Now, I I understand what I'm saying. I have just advocated for the most over guy on their T V to not be there. But the goal that I'm shooting for is you get to have some Sammy promos and that sort of stuff. You know, he's either wrapped up or he's recovering or something like that, and he's saying, you know, you weren't who I you weren't who I trusted you to be. I turned on you because you turned on me first and then you did this to me. And what I would have done is instead of let's blow our load and do this now. Holy crap, that's a bad idea. I would have sat on it and then you start having in the, you know, in the lead up to WrestleMania Cody is like, "Oh, So uh, you're going to do to me what you did to Sammy and start needling Roman about the fact that Sammy got under his skin and the fact that Sammy turned on him. And he starts screwing with Roman's head that way. And then in the main event of Mania, they're going on and then Roman and, and the Usos go to do a screw finish. Cody is Cody's been waltzed across Texas. He's you know, he I know this wouldn't happen, but he's bloody. He's just hanging in there. They're doing all this cheating stuff. All of a sudden you hit the ska music and here comes Sammy and wipes them out. And he hurts Roman by making Roman lose. That is where I would go with it, because then you can have Sammy's momentum carry on. He can look at Cody and say, you have that now. Because I stopped them from screwing you and you can build a program from that. But you don't kill Sammy the way they killed him. That's that's my thinking on the process
0: and it's even worse because then they do so then they come back on monday and they have him get attacked by baron corbin and have a match with baron mm. corbin and like i know they don't think this way because they're dumb but when you when you put when you immediately come out of that loss and put him with baron corbin you're telling me it, he, he doesn't matter and i shouldn't care about him like the only thing you could have done worse than putting him with baron corbin coming off of that loss is putting him with the miz
1: you're kicking it you're very visibly kicking him back down the card
0: yeah you're
1: because just
0: like the, oh because the thing is when you put anyone and make them work long with corbin or lose the corbin you're telling me i should not care about them
1: what's that toy story meme? i don't want to play with you anymore
0: <laughs> yeah but and then like but like our friend uh justin posted like the promo kevin cut like last night and i'm just like i could just feel like i got a minute and i'm like i don't care anymore like i don't care like i don't care about sammy and kevin like i don't care like and i like kevin owens as a worker um he's really fun i like his promos and everything but in the context of wwe i could give a flying rat's ass about kevin owens because when when's the last time kevin owen won something that mattered
1: I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, I can tell you, like it's it's.
0: The Shane McMahon them. win like two years ago, oh. three years ago.
2: Uh.
0: I mean, I guess the real answer is like,
2: not this isn't a win, but I guess the the real answer is like he got the. If you consider like night one of WrestleMania, he got the main event. Um, he got the main event against uh, Stone Cold. Uh, last year, so that's
1: about it. I mean that's that's a pretty good feather in his cap. I'm not going to argue that, but I in in principle I do not like bringing back a veteran to go over someone who's got to show up to work tomorrow. Yeah, but
0: you know what you know, you know what I wish we could have had is I want a, I wanted a camera on Shad Waltman as Roman was pinning Sammy. Because <laughs> I'm that, trying
1: to imagine that right now. Because
0: like he um Waltman is always like. He's really, Waltman has a really good like um, insight. He understands like the fan psyche really well, mm-hmm. better than most people actually. I wish, I wish a company would hire him and just like when they decide to book something, be like, hey, what do you think? Because
1: yeah.
0: I, I remember, I remember it was some dumb show and they were doing a reaction show to like the Hell in the Cell and they had him on. After like the Fiend and Seth Rollins, and he was like, "This wasn't good. Like they killed the gimmick."
1: Yeah, and he was he was right. And then they literally killed the gimmick. What like a month later?
0: Uh, they killed it the next year. The what did they do that was dumb. Was next
1: it the year? next year? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah the the box like structure and then set, <laughs> and then the the Fiend was set on fire and then at Mania lost to one RKO and then was gone forever.
0: Is that like, Mania? Bray
1: has said yeah that was in mania oh. um, Bray has said he's like the fiend's dead because there's no coming back from that
0: yeah but I just the the thing is you, you get you get one shot at this and there's people being like well Sammy can win later it's like no you don't because Brian and Meltzer kind of made that point really well is you're never going to get that moment again you get one moment to make things special
1: You're never... Yeah, could Sammy win later? Yes. Is it going to have what it could have been? No.
0: Like When when we did Nitro 100 and Luger beat Hogan, that moment is still awesome. And you don't care that he lost the belt to Hogan like a week later.
2: Because it doesn't matter. You still
0: got the moment. Yeah,
1: exactly. But... And then there are some people who make it's like, well, what are you supposed to build to at Mania then? It's like look, guys, this isn't hard. Yeah, okay, you're gonna say, Well, what about Roman after all this? Like you you've just had the ending you've just you've just moved Roman's story into the end game. He doesn't have it anymore, so he's gonna push away everybody around him. So if he's pushing away the Usos, you get to have that you can have that mania match. Right? And you have to but remember these are people setting in that there. aside.
0: These are people that are used to like Brock Lesnar not going away like them giving Drew Drew McIntyre that big win over Brock. And then Brock eliminated him in the Royal Rumble the next year, thus invalidating yeah. the whole point of like the thing these people are used to that kind of stuff where yeah. it doesn't matter.
1: But I would say ride the wave. Sammy is over as a baby face now. And now Cody. All you got to do with Cody is have him be pissed that this happened. And Cody starts... Well, he wouldn't do it. Cody wouldn't start going heel on it, so... Because that's not what he's wanting to do right now, so...
0: Which is shame, Just like how Cody's... he didn't want to do
1: that in the past. He's a good heel.
0: Yeah, he's a better heel than he
1: is a face. <laughs> I found... Brad, I found that clip from one of the... Uh, Being the Elites uh, from many moons ago where Cody goes in to hug that <laughs> dude and leans in. He goes, I hope you die. Oh, Flip Gordon. And I... And I mm. sat and laughed and laughed and watched it over and over again and laughed and laughed because it was it was such. He smiled, smiling all big, pulls him in, whispers that in his ear and then steps back with a big grin.
2: I laughed and laughed and laughed. That might be the funniest thing
1: that he's done.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat>
1: it's. You can have every reason in the world you want to line up for why they shouldn't have done it and I you will not change my mind that they should have.
0: No, hey, because Chad? they're wrong. They're yes. objectively wrong.
1: Yes. Yes, Matt. You deserve it. I hope you fucking died.
2: <laughs> 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 the second the second funniest Cody line, which I don't even know the context of He's doing he was involved in some press conference was at Starcast, I guess, was
1: I do know that story. Um, He, that was him. uh, That was a story about Ted DiBiase Jr. With the ref. He, he said the ref counted three early. And if you go back and watch it, the ref really does. He's trying to kick out and the ref goes ahead and counts to three. Mm -hmm. And so the ref really did But the way he tells that story is amazing.
0: You know what's funny? Uh, side thing, because Matt posted a tweet is someone posted that that really unimpressive like title defense record of Roman and someone was like, like, well, no, we've done the research and it's not. And they put a spreadsheet up of how all of his matches ended is like, Usos interfere, Usos interfere, Usos interfere, like mm-hmm. something else happened, Usos interfere. Uh, it was. I wonder if there was an act of God with the fiend one. Because that was during this title defense shit.
1: Oh, God. I hated that so... That was so stupid.
0: Oh, it's still stupid. It's so stupid. So, I'm...
1: I think that I will crystallize my opinion on the ending of this being that... You can give me a hundred reasons not to do something, and frankly, I'm not going – in In some cases, I'm gonna, that's still not good enough as to why not. Would it – the whole thing you're building to and that sort of stuff, would that have been screwed up? Sure. Guess what, though? You have made a new star who is over mm-hmm. like crazy. You have done something that has not been done in that company for such a long time because the dude worked himself there. He did the hard work, getting the crowd behind him, making this happen, grabbing the brass ring. And instead, what we got was Zack Ryder being pushed off of the stage in a wheelchair again.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Why did you fucking remind me of that? Like it, because what? it's the same thing.
2: Yeah, we're like what, 15 years or so? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe longer. I don't remember like how long exactly it was, but like uh, I'll just like 15 t- years. That's
0: been a decade toward, ago because I think it was around 2013.
2: Yeah, it's like, they've been pulling this shit where it's like you will actually be penalized if you get over when that's not the plan. <laughs> yes.
0: I remember and us. It's like I remember no. I remember us talking like way back 20. 2008 or 2009 i remember something was going on and and chris commenting well like mvp got two over so now they're teaching him a lesson like mm-hmm. that's how long we've talked about stuff like that
2: oh well i mean they, they were like a speaking of mvp i, I was just bring that up because it sparked my mind like mm-hmm. you mentioning him it's like the hurt business got Massively over like a, a a couple of years ago,
0: and they couldn't yeah. break uh, them up fast the, enough.
2: No, no, they're like, oh, okay, they won't we'll break them up then. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you actually had like a, a stable that got over, including like two guys, like Cedric and Shelton, that you were doing nothing with, and who yeah. haven't
0: done a fucking thing since. And now they nope. put the Hurt Business back together. Guess what? Not over. Mhm. But I knew, like, that's the thing. I, I actually liked the Hurt Business. I liked it a lot. But I knew because they like the second they like got the angle, like the right place to got the tag titles, they already started teasing, breaking them up. And I'm just like, come the fuck on, guys.
1: Yeah. Why are you taking. Something that it bothers me, it bothers me when you take something that's working and cut the legs out from under it Mm -hmm. and it always will. It's, if it ain't broke, (laughs) this isn't, if it ain't broke, well, let's fix it.
0: Well, and it's it's not even a WWE thing. Really, it's been mm -hmm. a lot of companies minus AEW, but, like, when companies make a tag team and they're already writing the breakup angle, like, you're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. I don't even mean wrestling. I mean, in any case, you look around and go, wow, this is going... It's, it's like uh, what Ricky Bobby's dad says at the end of the movie Talladega Nights. He goes, wow, things seem to be going really well, and there's a lot of good emotion. I really want to screw it up right now. Like that. It doesn't matter if it's in wrestling. I don't care if it's in the workplace. I don't care if it's in someone's personal life, whatever. It always, always bothers me so much to see that happen, to see something that's like, this is working really well. I'm going to blow it up. I,
0: uh, why? That's called being a cotton hill. Hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. It just uh, that that is I think that is the best way I can say deep down why I'm so dissatisfied with this. Because
0: the problem is that is,
1: there were ways the problem to, is... to resolve this angle that did not end the way this did.
0: There's a couple of reasons why this happens, um, especially in Hollywood now. And because WWE has so many Hollywood writers, it's like a badge of honor right now to not give fans or the audience what they want. Like there's there's like a pride taken in doing that now, which which is kind of funny because now all these stupid Hollywood fucks have no money because all that venture capitalist money dried up. And now they've been making shit that no one's cared about for eight years. And now they're like, oh crap, no one wants to watch our dumb shit. And we have no money. So, ha ha, like, fuck you. But, um, yeah. the other problem is, is you have, especially in WWE, it seems you have a lot of people who, like, instead of having like a collaborative thing, it seems like if you're a writer there, it's about competition and to get your shit over or to like get that promotion, you've got to justify your existence And this is like when you get things fucked up in tech and like how you got that abortion of like the late WWE network is when you have people trying to justify their existence. Bad stuff always happens because they tinker with stuff that doesn't need to be tinkered with because they're just trying to justify their job.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
0: That's why that's was, why tech always gets screwed up. That's why they break this stuff up because there's some writer being like, Hey, I bet if I write an angle to break them up, like I'll get my shit on the air and then they'll use me more.
1: As much as we can say that Tony Khan's not been having a good booking year, he's not dealing with that particular rat race.
0: Well it's because he's he's the he's the final say on everything.
1: Yeah, and he's also happy to give the people what they want because if you give the people what they want it, in due time.
0: It's also why the but, the best WWE booking ever was when Chris Kresge was doing it, and because they're morons, they got mad at him when they wanted to do something once, and he was like, no, that doesn't make sense, and he pulled out like his – Like, because he had written everything down and he had, like, he had, like, a spidering, like, dry erase board, I think, of, like, the relationships Mm -hmm. and everything. And they wanted to do something. He's like, no, it does not work because of this, 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 and this. And they actually made fun of him for that. Yeah. Because he pointed out why their idea did not work.
1: Apparently, that's something that when they bring writers in, they ask for a show Bible and they get laughed at. And it's like, oh, God doesn't that just, or at least they did. I don't know how yeah, it remember, is now.
0: Remember, but. there was like a time I think in two thousand four, two thousand and five, they brought in like a continuity checker and they quit after two weeks.
1: Yeah, because there was no point to it. Yeah. And look, if you want to, if if you want to say that the the main event needed to like you're building towards main and you need to keep that going. Okay. Then this should not got have gotten to the position it got in. Then.
0: I think if that's your excuse because mania, then you need to rethink your entire company because when you're when you're drawing things out for certain pay per views like or certain mm-hmm. events like you've lost the plot.
1: Well, and we've it seemed before like mania doesn't really mean anything now. No, it doesn't. Because it doesn't – it does not infuse. It's not the reset button anymore. It's not the this is where the baby face goes over, you get your big payoffs, and then you start the new – you start the new storylines the next night. Mm -hmm. Nope. We're not getting that anymore. No, we're not.
2: It's it's too much of just about content creation. So the bloodline storyline has to be drug out like way even longer than it needs to be. When, again, I go back, I just go back to that tweet. It's like, yeah, this was the payoff. This should have been the payoff.
0: We were all sick of the NWO, which is far more popular by this point. (laughs) Yeah. That's what people Um, don't understand. Like, remember, like, when the authority would just not die? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, remember, though, the authority said that they were going to start listening to the fans and give the fans what they want. Oh, we had like, on what? year three or four of that. Something like that, yeah.
0: Now remember that like when they were doing nothing the has authority changed. and like it like it just it didn't matter because even if they lost all the matches of the pay per view, they'd just be on the next Raw and nothing would have changed. Yeah. And then they like they did that Survivor series, like which we should go back and talk about that at some point about how they had that big thing where Dolph Ziggler was the last man and he survived and like somehow like pulled the win out to remove the, the authority from the WWE. And mm-hmm. then they absolutely did nothing with him off of they like, killed it should... the next night. Yeah. It they,
1: they, they took they drug it on live TV in the middle of the ring and killed it because what they did is they had Ziggler go out there and give a promo about, oh, I just go out here and do everything I can to entertain for the fans. There yeah. was nothing about like, hey, you did an awesome thing. You did a great job. It's like, I'm just here to entertain the fans, hub bub bub bub. And then, you know, they shoved him back into the They 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 took that in the ring and murdered it in front of our eyes.
0: Like he because, should he should still be living off of that. Yeah. He did an amazing job
1: with that. Like it was so good what he did there because the fans Ziggler slowly getting like more no and else. more
0: behind him as he gets more eliminations and keeps going.
1: Yep. And Ziggler, Ziggler's biggest strength is that he sells like nobody else. And it looks amazing. And that's probably part of what's limp capped him. But because what was it that, uh, Terry, Funk told Scott "He goes, don't be, don't be too good at putting people over. Cause that's all you will ever You'll ever do.
0: He's um, not Ziggler's not there. Like he doesn't give Vince McMahon a chubby. That's why he's never gotten to the, to like the top because he, yeah. you can really like, I'm sick to death of him because his gimmick hasn't changed in 20 years now, but you can argue he's one of their big misses along with like Zack Ryder in that mm-hmm. like mid two thousands era. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there was a point. There was a point really like in, I think, 2013 and 2014 where he was really like there and he just needed that like big win to like put him over the top and they just never did it. And like for comparisons, like Larry Zbyszko lived off of that Bruno feud for the rest of his career. And yes. yeah, people don't get to do that anymore because nothing's memorable.
1: Or they haven't gotten to for a while because there's for 20 years there was only one company
0: yeah like I and
1: AEW hasn't been around long enough for us to see something like that
0: happen like like take Sheamus for example does anyone even like do they even talk about the fact that Sheamus like has won the world title and was like king of the ring at one point I don't think so like why why like that's just dumb like you like you make him more credible if you talk about that. Like he was like a top guy for a while. Like even though you've moved him down a bit, like why why isn't he?
1: Well, I know he more? got moved down for a while because he was having spinal issues, and they put him in the tag team stuff so that he wasn't having to work as hard and be able to prolong his career. Okay, you know what? Fair, fair enough, but. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, I, I had it and I had a point, and it has completely dropped out of the back. <laughs> my of point my is head. like
0: on commentary, like when you're doing a big pay per view thing or like Mania, you're in like maybe he's like you're introducing him, or like he's 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 down in a match, or like you have him in a match where he's an underdog, and you're like, Well, you know, like he won the king of the ring, he's like a three time world champion, like you know. You might not have seen those things, but like Sheamus has done it all, and he's been at the top of the world. Like, <laughs> don't like count him out. Like they don't do I those know, things.
1: I know. I here. I I remember what my point the point I was going to make was they. Xavier Woods won King of the Ring to go straight back into tag team stuff. That could have been the start of something big for him, but it was like. That All that was was giving him something he wanted to get him to re-sign, I'm, I'm fairly certain. I have nothing to um, base that off of except just observation, but he said he wanted that for years, and then his contract was coming up. So they gave. I'm convinced they gave him that so he would re-sign, but you could have done so much with that. I mean, the guy is smart. He is capable in the ring, good look would be a great – has already been a great spokesperson for the company. No, we don't want to do that.
0: You know what's hilarious is when they were trying to buy Stardom a couple years ago, um, their big pitch was they were going to put Rosie Agawa in the, um, in the Hall of Fame. And then he promptly – Yeah, that was when they were trying to get into Japan a couple of years ago. This is pre-COVID, I think. They that That's was so their dumb. that was their big pitch. I think they were like, well, we're not going to give you any money, but we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. And he was like, um, I think I'm going to sell the Bushi Road and like make Stardom the third biggest company in Japan.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, which if you pay attention to like actually like numbers, like they it's arguably they are the second biggest promotion in Japan.
0: They're getting there. Yeah, I think Dragon Gate still has a little on attendance on them. But they they have more momentum than Dragon Gate. But yeah, so that's... I mean, they, they them being dumb is not like... You know... Not that foreign.
1: Yeah, so...
0: I'm glad Triple you know... H is failing, though, because he is an arrogant <laughs> fuck and I hate him. And I will always <laughs> root against him. Always. <laughs> I will always fucking root against him because he's a terrible, he's a terrible wrestling mind. He has caused some of the biggest travesties of the last 20 years. From uh, like he let the racist win. He beat Sting when no one in the fucking world wanted to see, see him beat Sting. Yeah. And then he had he had that hilarious string of like towards the end of his career, like five mania manias where like his program just like totally did not get over.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day about how absolutely awful that Terminator uh, Genesis entrance he did was. Yeah, like it was so bad. And and his
0: his fucking lecturing the boys about how they don't know how to work when all of his matches has every fucking crutch you could imagine. It's yeah. Oh, beating Goldberg—that match where like they finally got Goldberg over in the first elimination chamber, and Triple H didn't do shit and just like pinned him <sighs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I I will like, always I always root against him, like as far as this stuff, and it makes me so happy that he's been an utter failure as a booker.
2: So. There's a story that literally is has broke out like the last like couple days. Where it's like, oh, Triple H, like, he's just been disappointed with a lot of the guys he's rehired. Like, they, they're they not doing what he... It's like, of course they're, like, they're disappointing. Did you think that they were going to be, like, different?
0: Did you think Dexter Lewis <laughs> like, uh, who's mean, never gotten over in any company ever, was going to get over?
2: I mean, in, uh, some of the guys that he's hired, or rehired, I guess, because, you know, they got let go from Vince. Like, I don't necessarily even think that they're wrong that, that you hire them because it's like okay well you know you can you can maybe freshen up like, at least like the mid card scene by like, adding some guys it's like I you can say that about Dexter Loomis. it's like okay like maybe you maybe you can have Dexter Loomis in the mid card uh carrying cross it's like they're they're not great but it's like you could you could push them as like a mid card act it's like I, at this point no offense like I'd rather see carrying cross but then I would I want to see like Baron Corbin. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like oh I want you to put the title on Karrion Cross and have him like run main event, like the WrestleMania like main event like I don't want that. But I I don't really begrudge it. But at, all, at the same time it's like if you're bringing back fucking Hit Row. Like what what are you doing? Like no one gives a shit about Hit Row. The only person they gave a shit about in Hit Row was Swerve, and he's in a different company. And he he even was there was back channel stuff where they were trying to get him back. And he basically went to Tony Khan and was like, yeah, they're trying to do this. I'm not interested. Just to let you know. Like, oh. he totally ratted them out, which if you read between the lines, no offense. I you know, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. You know, People love him. It's like, it seems the person who was doing that shit was Regal. Regal was oh, like, really? yeah, it seems like Regal was like back channeling stuff for Triple H.
0: So well, like, was oh, um you know, and back. Adam Swerve, I have to give him credit because he also did it. Adam Cole ratted, ratted him oh, yeah. out too.
2: What do what do these people think? Oh, Adam Cole, who is like not that big of a guy, like physically. It's like and, – and your grand idea for him back in the day was to have him be a manager. Love
0: Flanagan. For <laughs>
2: Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, you're going to try to convince him to come back? Like, oh, no, no, we'll push you to the main roster as a worker.
0: That's why when people are like, oh, they're going to sign Jay White. Like, Jay White is the same size as Adam Cole, and they wanted him to manage. Like, you think they're going to use yeah. Jay White? Like, he's not their type of... – I'm not like a big Jay White guy, but like – He's not their type of guy whatsoever, and, like, I don't understand why anyone thinks they would do shit with him because he is not their type of talent.
2: Oh, I mean, he might. He might sign with them, but, I mean, I...
0: He'll, he'll rot away at NXT.
2: I don't... Yeah, he probably will. I Just don't like think Dragon Lee. Idea.
0: You're never going to see Dragon Lee again.
2: Oh, and they signed him to a fucking NXT deal. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah like, make, that's, that's so dumb.
0: Making, like, $50,000 a year. They'll probably take his mask yes! off. And he probably can't work any
2: Mexican uh, promotions. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You could have, you could have signed with AEW, and if you're like, oh, they, they don't, they don't have enough hours on TV, they're not going to book me. It's like they'll pay you. Look at Bandito. Yeah, yeah, they'll pay you, and they have a great track record of letting you actually work like indie stuff. And, and Rusev so loves like, it yeah. there.
0: Your brother loves it there.
2: Rusev, he's been used more. For, he is basically taking like the Andrade spot. To the point yeah. where I am now, I'm like, Andrade's unhappy. Andrade wants to go back to Charlotte, uh, WWE with Charlotte, his wife. It's like, yeah, let him. Like, who gives a shit? Like, you got Rouge now. Like, Rouge yeah. is the one actually like no, doing he, a bunch of stuff. And Rouge is the guy that you could legitimately push him as like a major heel in I, the company.
0: I for, thought for, Andrade like was a big get for them, and he mm-hmm. he utterly failed in that role. But like. Roosh has been in that role What I thought Andrade was going to be
2: Yes and Roosh is like fantastic And I think He needs a lot of work But I do like the stuff that they're kind of doing With Preston Vance He needs they, uh,
0: they, I feel like um, yeah, I'm a little I'm disappointed with how his story arc played out this year They they, there was, th- a point, th- there was a point They needed to pull the gun The trigger on him and they waited about Eight months too long
2: yeah, I think that they can. I still think they can re- rehabilitate him, and I, I like. I actually think I don't think it's bad for him to be like a, a heel, but they have like, uh, they have Jose the assistant there. Like, have just Jose talk for him, or have him just sit down and like, I, especially since we've like we're watching a lot of this guy's work lately. Sit him down and watch. Have him watch old videos, and promos, and stuff like that. Of Lex Luger in late 80s, early 90s uh, WCW, have him like be like, look, he's like a big muscle bound dude, look, emulate him and his arrogance and everything like that, and like that's something that Preston, because he's Preston like t- is cutting this promo for like the the tornado tag he, that he and Roosh just just did against like Moxley, uh, and I uh, think Claudio. It's like you just have him, you should. He gave this promo and he's like. Yeah, I was, like, really upset with John Moxley. It's like, why are you talking, like, a baby face? You're talking, like, his his cadence, his, like, his, in, like, inflection, everything like that. You should come out there and be, like, the biggest arrogant asshole. It's like, yeah, John Moxley, piece of shit. Rifted my mask back in the day. I'm going to fuck him up. And it's like, that's, that's coarse, but it's like, you need to be like that, an arrogant heel. Instead of, he's, like, cutting, like, a baby face. Well,
0: if even you're, his if you're heel. Eight... It's like, I don't. You make a good point though. If you're AEW though, why don't you just like call Lex Luger and be like, "Hey, um, how's fifty thousand dollars sound to like coach this guy like part time?"
1: Hmm. He's like, you don't have to do anything in the ring. You don't you can we'll f- watch and then tell him stuff
0: like we'll fly yeah. him out to you like you can come down to Florida when you want to like you're just going to work with him on the side like you don't have to appear on the air if you don't want to. If you want to, we can do something with look, you. But like here, here's some money like help this guy cut better promos.
2: Look, his health, I, I, I believe, is better.
0: Yeah, he uh, looked but pretty, when, have... when Shad and I saw him, he looked pretty. I mean, well, all yes, being sincere, it, he looked pretty good.
2: Lex's health is better, but a guy I'm saying like his health is better and I think that you could utilize him. I think he's still under contract, but Jake Roberts. Have him sit down with Jake Roberts and have Jake Roberts just basically go like, okay, look, here's what I think your motivation should be. And this is how you should like play it out. And Jake Roberts, like, again, tremendous mind for the business. Uh, And I, I do believe that his health has gotten a lot better. Uh, recently because he had like some bad health for a while i mean yeah. he's he's had bad health for a while but i mean he had worse health with like i think covid or other things like that it's like yeah have him like come in there like look i need you i need you to start coaching these guys uh you know utilize
0: have, him have christian do it like he did wonders with um jack perry hmm.
1: yeah i'm glad they're finally going to be able to write that christian's back and they can wrap that story up i'm looking forward to that but, I mean,
0: like jungle boy used to suck at promos and, like, after a couple months of being around Christian, like, I was like, oh, like, he's not the best promo, but, like, he's a good enough promo.
1: He's mm. a good promo, and his matches got a lot better, too. Yeah,
0: Because, I, I mean, and you don't have, have to be amazing low... at promos, because that's the one thing with Bret Hart. Um, He's a little underrated as a promo, but, like, Bret Hart's, like, the master of getting the point across and, you know, making you want to see it without a lot of flair. Like, that's all you have to do. Be Bret Hart, like, on promos. Yeah.
1: If... I know that they had to do something with with Preston Vance if they wanted him out from under the mask and stuff. But, I mean...
0: You could have
1: done that without... Turning him heel.
0: They botched it, though, because because they were building that story where he kept losing matches because people were fucking with the mask. And the idea was he knew he had to get rid of the mask, but he didn't want to because Brody gave it to him. Right. And you could have done it with the heel turn, but you needed to do it when that was happening a lot. Like, really, the time for him to have a reaction is when he had that really good match with Adam Cole, and Adam Cole beat him by pulling the mask around on him.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> I think that because like you said he cuts promos like a babyface does and if we wanted to lean into his strengths I think it would have been like you said Brad it's like the mask keeps messing with him he doesn't want to give it up so do something different and incorporate it into his ring gear like have his masks like added into his ring gear somehow so it's still honoring that but then you can still let him be a baby face like dark order still over like crazy.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's the sad thing is, is if you just had negative one cut promos for him, it would be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Cause he, he shows up a <laughs> lot am. on the, um, he shows up a lot on dark because they do that in Orlando, which is close to him.
1: Yeah, I am uh, hand to God. I am so looking forward to the day that negative one is ready to hit the ring because that kid, I just deep down in my gut, I feel like that kid has what it takes.
0: There there is um
1: he loves the business. I think that he he'll go far.
0: I one of the best things about Dark, if you don't watch it, is it's Excalibur and Taz being dumb and trying to pop each other, but there was something mm-hmm. where, I think it was Dark Order versus QT's group, and, like, Negative One was fucking with QT, and Excalibur's like, so, Taz, who would you rather work with, like, QT or Negative or One? And Taz's like, QT's like, Negative One's too mean. Like, here's my feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But,
1: but
0: ta- um... But Taz is probably my favorite announcer right now, just because like his riffs are are hilarious. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that Taz when he sides with the heel, and then something comes up, and it's like <clears throat> something comes up, and they're like, "Oh, hey, what about that Taz?" And Taz like, uh, "Good point." Like he he admits that he is like caught dead to rights. But he still tries to weasel out of it, and I mm. love that free hill commentator. Mm-hmm. They, he doesn't have an answer to everything. He's just like, ah, you know, uh, sure, that that's a good point, but I don't know about this. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? Well, it's I love that.
0: Some of his side stuff's hilarious too because he'll just be like, well, you know, like Luchasaurus is a a million years old. <laughs> yeah. There's one, he's something happened, he's like, well, you know, masked men do masked men things sometimes.
1: I love that he hangs a lampshade on stuff and and smiles while he does it. It's great.
0: Yeah, and but. when Eddie Kingston was doing Elevation, it was great because he would just drop like, he would drop like crazy, like he was, like one time he dropped a reference to like Mr. Wrestling 2 turning <laughs> on Magnum TA in Mid-South. Wow. Yeah, and, like, Big Show loved him.
1: Yeah.
0: You could just tell Big Show is. Was... And then there was something... Who was it? It might have been Kira Hogan. And, like, Eddie Kingston's like, I don't like her. And he's pretty much like, she's too ghetto for me, is pretty much what he was, like, in, like intimating. <laughs> <laughs> but I did th- <clears throat> like, I just... I, I was... Did I say that on air? But I was telling my wife, or I think I said it on air. I was like, I just like the AEW announcers better because they pretend to at least like each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this
2: is underrated, but if you watch like I don't watch it consistently, but if you watch like Dark or Elevation, uh, Daddy Magic on commentary too is less like a uh, that can be
0: fun. Oh, when when Dark used to be like three hours. The only thing that got me through a couple of those was like excalibur and taz just because because my best description of excalibur and taz on dark is their Waldorf and statler <laughs> and i think they've actually made comments that, that i think they've actually made reference to that before too mm-hmm. but it's just funny i used to hate taz as a commentator
2: oh he was their peers were when he was back in impact or even, like, back in the WWE, it's like, no, it was, he got bad. But he's, I almost would say his entire AEW run as a commentator has been a good. Yeah.
0: It would never happen, cause... but you know who I'd almost want to see in AEW doing commentary is JBL. <laughs> i l- model. No, like, the, the old school, like, the original run JBL when he was doing SmackDown before they, like, Flanderized him. That... Yeah,
2: he was good. He did get flanderized. Uh
0: But when he was like the heel commentary and he's just like fucking loved like Paul London and, and um Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Like just that the, the new Japan nerd that would like talk about weird stuff that Vince was probably yelling at him to stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then Vince also would have loved the fact that he, he didn't listen to him. Yeah. Oh, oh, getting out there with that alpha energy.
2: Uh, as an aside people are noticing that like on the WrestleMania uh i guess advertisements posters for WrestleMania they're put they're doing the like, go oh, directed by Vince McMahon cuz you know it's like <laughs> WWE in Hollywood it's like in the style of like movie posters it's apparently showing like mm. directed by Vince McMahon so i don't know people are saying that that means he's like involved
0: well you know I don't you know, know if it, that's true or not. But. It kind of hit this week or last week, and it hasn't been talked about much. It's kind of weird. but So his asking price kind of got out there in the last yeah. week or so. So he wants – and, I, and I'm, this is no comment on the quality of the company. It's more the price versus what you're getting versus how much money people have. So he wants $9 billion. And someone looked it up, and the current valuation of the Dallas Cowboys is like $6.8 billion. <laughs> Right, so you're really telling me you're worth more you're worth two point <laughs> $2. two billion dollars more than the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I think that it's that's it's just a negotiating tactic, but he's and, like, oh, you're interested. I'm throwing this out there now you have to bargain me down
0: but who, who and has, if
1: you want to come down further, you have to start giving me concessions for it. But, I'm not saying that it's smart to start that high,
0: but I'm saying it's kind of it's kind of tone deaf to the state of the industry right now because no one has money right now. Yeah. Cuz I think Amazon does. And there's people saying there's like Wall Street did like an analysis and said their TV deal is like way overvalued. And oh, you know right. there yeah. Remember Justin posted that article and they were saying like it should be more like 50 million dollars a year from Fox.
1: Yeah for 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 the ratings they're getting out yeah. of it and, and then, yeah
0: and the sports right bubble is like bur- in the process of bursting like all of these media companies have no money um you know hollywood doesn't really have any money currently like i just don't know outside of saudi arabia or like amazon like who is going to pony up that cash
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think uh. i think Meltzer's hinted that comcast dropped out of the the bidding war
1: I think that's right because that would have been so much of Comcast's net worth that they couldn't have have afforded to keep running. I think well, something to that effect.
0: And you know what? You know what? Extra screw. I think's going to extra screw them now. Is Bally Sports going bankrupt? Is going. Uh,
1: bankrupt you're gonna have to give me some context on that one
0: okay so Bally sports is like a, a sport network they bought up all these local teams like mlb teams like the tv rights um, okay like a lot of local markets they bought up all the sports and you had to watch them on ballet sports so they essentially went bankrupt so now like um the whole like local sports market tv is fucked because ah, of it okay and it's been a big deal the last like month or so because essentially they did the classic, well, we're gonna buy the rights to this, oh, and we're gonna make it impossible to watch your local team now, because we suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that particular wrinkle I have always hated. And it's like, oh no, it, like if if you're in the greater Cincinnati area, they would black black out the Cincinnati game. It's like, oh, if you want to see it, you should have gone to the stadium. It's like, you're just making me not want to go even
0: more. Well, it gets dumb. You like if if you like if you get the streaming service. Like, I live in Columbus, so okay, I understand Cleveland and Cincinnati, whatever, because those are on the TV. But it's like uh-huh. you can't get the Detroit Tigers or the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's like where the fuck am I gonna watch the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Detroit Tigers in my market?
1: Yeah, right. It's <clears> like <throat> so, oh, if you want to watch baseball, I guess you're gonna have to go to there. No. No, don't think so.
0: Supposedly MLB might be doing away with the local blackout thing for their streaming. Well, I
1: mean, they kind of have to because otherwise VPNs are just going to destroy that whole concept. Yeah. So. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm watching. uh, I'm watching. I want to watch American baseball from Japan.
0: I think the problem uh, is they should have sold about. 2021 when everyone was like fat off of like all that COVID money yeah. It's because all people <clears throat> could spend money on was entertainment and streaming services.
2: Yeah, they kind of, I mean, the TV rights deals were what they were. I I understand like waiting to kind of secure that and maybe get like more money but it's like, yeah, they, they probably should have done it before now because the, the whole streaming thing is burst or is bursting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And kind of the whole entertainment yeah. industry like just like turned on a dime this year and they're like the money's gone
1: yeah even Amazon if something didn't if the the uh, metrics didn't show that people slammed through the entire run whenever it dropped in the first week or so then they wouldn't renew it because they're like no nope, it's not hot enough we're not going to be we're not going to keep supporting it and um, it's like wow oh okay yep and that's that's that's, what they're doing they're cut they're cutting stuff
0: off and that that's bit amazon especially in the butt because people don't want to invest in their shows anymore
1: it's like yeah it has and then apparently there's been a lot of pushback on rings of power so you know have
0: fun with that Uh, with as much
1: as you paid for the rights
0: she hulk did really bad i don't think rings of power did that great i think um there's been a, there was a lot of saltiness because I'm pretty sure House of the Dragon ate like Rings of Power as lunch, which should not have happened.
1: No, it should not. But,
0: but the difference though is House of the Dragon was actually good.
1: Uh, I'm, I am not a Game of Thrones person, so I was going to watch it. I'm
0: not, I'm not it, either, but... but like people were like <laughs> flabbergasted at how good it was.
2: Uh, I haven't seen it but I have heard it was good that people are got into basically Game of Thrones uh, shows again at least because of that but uh, I watched the entirety of the original Game of Thrones and I would say I guess overall I liked it it's just that the last season especially the ending was so not good that oh, yeah. you don't hear anything about it anymore I think like they, it left such a bad taste in people's mouth that they don't want to even like think about it like maybe like 20 years from now uh, people will revisit it and be like overall like the show is good cuz it was like if you discount like the last the, the, basically the final chapter it's like if you discount that it was overall i would say it's a good show uh it used to be like must watch tv show like that uh, yeah. that's that that has kind of been eclipsed now i think by like currently it's like last of us mhm which my wife and i are watching and that very much is like, oh, my God, did you see the, the episode last night and you talk about it like the water cooler insofar as there are such things as water cooler discussions. Is that, is that like,
0: good? I've heard I've like, heard some guarded like praise of it.
2: It's good. Um, I should do say it's good. It's just they they've been doing things that uh, are clearly like like click. I don't I won't say clickbaiters. They, things that are clearly like. Like, the third episode was really just about, like, uh, like two gay men and their relationship. And, you know, then living together for, like, 20 years during this whole, like, zombie invasion type thing. And it's, like, it was a good episode. It even had, like, some poignant moments. But it was, like...
0: Why do you care? At,
2: it, it is good. It's, like, narratively, it's it was, like, a step away from, like, the main plot. But it was a good episode. But afterwards, it's also, like okay, y'all did this because you want to submit this for an Emmy.
0: Yeah. But, and uh-huh. so it's
2: like, I didn't think it was bad. It was good. Again, it's just one of those, like, okay, I see what's happening here.
0: Yeah, but the, see, the, the, that kind of shit pisses me off, though, because it's the third episode of the series. Like, why why is this not Joel and Ellie? Like, this is not what I tuned in to watch. Yeah. It's like when you turned in, like, tuned in Burn Notice, and they did, like, a backdoor pilot to, like, a Ving Rhames vehicle which they did do at one point. Like, I just, it just, that's, that stuff always bugs me. But, um, I, I heard that it's okay. I mean, at least it's not Velma, which I don't think, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever heard a show where I've never heard a single person say they liked it.
1: Yeah. I, I have some friends that float in circles that you would think that with everything they did with it, it should be good. And some of them were like huge Scooby Doo fans and torched it. And I'm just like, look, I hated Scooby Doo when I was a kid. There is no way I'm going to watch another version of it.
0: It's not Scooby Doo. It's essentially like, it's well, I mean, someone was said had all these complaints about it, and um, the first reply was brilliant. It was like, so this is your first time dealing with a Mindy Kaling project.
1: I, I, I enjoyed her in her role in The Office, but I haven't really sought her stuff out after that. She does the so. same
0: shit over and over again.
1: Well, like I said, I haven't really sought it out, so I don't have a uh. It's the same frame of reference. It,
0: she's a, it's a self-insert of her, his Velma, is essentially what it is. I'm good. And there's no yeah, Scooby look. in it. There's no Scooby in it. And there's no Shaggy, yeah, really.
1: Nope, I'm good. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to watch Battletech videos on YouTube again. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, all right, guys. I think guys. that's
0: it for this week. Uh, we were going to do something else, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we was had so thoughts.
1: much buzz around this that we... <laughs> yeah, we had to get the thoughts out of our heads. So. Well, I think
0: I think at first we weren't going to, but I think we've we, all three of us have been stewing on it for two days and we just needed to get it out of our system.
1: Yeah. So um, thank you for everybody be, for being with us for this episode. Next week, we're going to hit on something different. It's still going to be wrestling related, but it's going to be on something different. So look forward to that. Thank you guys for being with us. And so this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth and we will see you next time.